Welcome and hello, beautiful soul. Welcome to You Uplifted, the place where open hearts and open minds can come together to talk about and discover new ways in which to heal, grow, and fully step into their potential and power. My name is Safa. I am an intuitive healer as well as a women's health and wellness life coach, and today's episode is near and dear to my heart. We are going to be taking a look at cleansing, grounding, and clearing all practices and techniques and tools that I think can help you truly tap into your internal power and center you firmly in your truth. One of the things that usually makes me hesitate a little bit about sharing this type of work with people is the fact that when I say the word cleanse, most of us naturally gravitate toward the idea of the diet culture cleanse diatribe and pervasive dialogue. But I'm here to tell you that I am not going to go down that route. I, in fact, don't believe that these master cleanses and all of these diet culture-based, really aggressive and really disconnected ways of harming the body, because that's what they truly are if we're being earnest with ourselves, are useful at all. I think that they are very, very hurtful, and I think that they cause so much damage. I would actually be more than happy to make an episode specifically about that if you are interested. And if you have specific questions around that, please email info at nourishingpaths.com. But again, I don't want to spend any more time on it today. And it is not my focus. That being established, allow me to once again be a little nerdy and look into the word itself, cleansing or cleanse, because as you know, I firmly believe that all words have power and that when we have the tools of understanding behind us, we can actually use these words to create beautiful things in our world. So, one of the most on point, specifically to what we're going to be talking about today, definitions of the word cleanse that I found in the dictionary says, cleanse is to rid a person, place, or thing of something seen as unpleasant or wanted or defiling. And that is exactly where the focus for today's talk is going. Now, there is a quote by Nikola Tesla that I absolutely adore and teach all of my clients and students and have for some time now. And it is, if you wish to understand the universe, think of energy, frequency, and vibration. And that is exactly right, because everything in the universe is made up of these things and resonates with them and shines forth within them and so on. So I know that we do tend to relate to ourselves as solely matter-based beings. And very often, in fact, we even make a distinction between our mind and our body and our soul. Even though everything is united in one, we are a collective being and we, exactly as we are in this moment, are the whole universe embodied, which means when it comes to things that affect us or that connect us, we really are deeply affected by energy, light, frequency, all of these things are a part of who we are, so we are directly affected by them. Think of, for example, a day when you were just very down on yourself. 
And then suddenly this song comes on the radio and you can't help but feel slightly better. Somehow, just by listening to this one song, your spirits are lifted. Perhaps you are moving out of a place of shadow in which you were reciting very deeply or you're just feeling at least the most minimal amount of weight being lifted off of your shoulders. That is how we get affected by these things. Say, for example, Example, that you are someone who just thrives underneath the sunlight and whenever you feel that warmth just touch your skin you feel immediately better or that connection to the ocean you know if you make a trip to the ocean the combination of the sounds of the waves the light from the sun the sensations of the sand and the smells around you and everything that connects you to that present moment exactly as it shows up for you is expressing itself in all of these forms and we've already spoken about how intuition comes into play as well right we talked about how we know there's that inner knowing that inner knowing is responding a lot of the times to energy that is being put forth and around and even coming from within us so all of these things make up who we are. And just like if your house, for example, gets a little bit musty after you've spent a vacation elsewhere, I don't know, I'm just pulling that because that just happened to me, then that's the same type of stagnation that could potentially happen with your energetics, with your vibration, with the light around you or within you. That's where the tools for cleansing and grounding and rooting down really come into place here. So clearing, cleansing, grounding, all of these tools are utilized when we have embodied or inhabited spaces that perhaps have become stagnant or in which there might be a negative energy or where something may just need to be shifted because it's time, time to change, to be regrown, to be created into something new. And it's so lovely because to me, one of the very first places where I truly came to understand the importance of this cleansing, this clearing and this grounding was on my yoga mat. I always tell my students, and you're probably going to hear me say this a few times as you listen to the show, that practicing yoga is effectively like shaking the dust in your house or like clearing out the cobwebs. Because imagine that you have been spending the day cleaning and you've just kind of gotten over it, right? You really don't want to clean anyway. And so you lift up the corner edge of the rug in your living room and you sweep all the dust underneath and then you put it back. And then a couple of minutes or days or even hours later, someone comes by and kicks that little corner, all of the dust poof, right? It all like explodes everywhere. But it's very similar when it comes to us in terms of our energetics, in terms of our core wounding, in terms of how we even relate to ourselves. Because as humans, we don't just experience things and that's it. We experience it, it's over, we move on. We experience things and we process them uniquely. And we actually do take certain experiences and place them or process them within the body itself. Self. That's why sometimes when you go to a yoga class and the teacher says, oh, if you're in this pose and you're feeling angry or you feel like crying, that's perfectly normal. This is where we store all of that emotion. And it may sound 
on the surface very strange and maybe a little bit out there and woo-woo, but it's so true because our bodies are intelligent and they really do metabolize emotion and energy and vibration and all of this in a very unique way. Very often, yes, all of these emotions get stored specifically in the body. You know, think about if you're someone who is very angry or who can get angry very easily. Have you ever noticed where in your body you feel that anger? Because I'll use myself as an example. When I get angry, my stomach becomes incredibly acid. Or if I ever feel like someone is trying to entrap me or I feel a sense of unease around an energy or a situation or something, I actually can feel that in my fingertips a little bit. It feels like a tingling sensation and it drops down into my gut again. In a different way though. It's not a burning sensation. It's just like a... Almost, how do I, if you've ever been on a roller coaster, that sensation that you get from like that deep drop, that's what that sense of danger can feel like for me in my own body. And that's where these tools of awareness are so important to us because if we can spot that in a situation, we are feeling what is happening in a particular way within a certain space in our bodies, that already gives us one level of awareness more than we didn't have before. And that might actually help us to shift. In other words, say, for example, you're having a very difficult situation with someone and you're just not feeling heard. You're not feeling listened to. And you've been going at it for a while and it's just not working. And all of a sudden you've got this sense that your throat is closing off. You know, it almost feels like someone has you in a chokehold or you're having a really difficult time breathing into the lungs because you're not being heard and what you're saying isn't really being received, then if you're aware of that as it happens, you've got a choice now to step into your power and set boundaries within that relationship and with that person. You can then choose to say, hey, I am not being heard and remove yourself from that situation or specifically say, this is what's going on. This is my intention look at this. And if you're still not being heard, remove yourself from the situation and find ways in which to clear the stagnant energy. And that's what I'm talking about. So again, I like to bring it down into a physical level because a lot of times we as humans understand that a little bit better than if I was just going to sit here and be like, well, let me tell you about saging, which I am going to do. <laughs> so don't get me wrong. But it's nice to understand why we do the things that we do right? You're not just going to go out there, hopefully, and start doing a bunch of crazy things just because you're going to have some semblance of reasoning and some energetic pull behind it. And that's exactly what this is. So now that we have talked about and hopefully understood a little bit more about how each one of us is the universe embodied and is energy, vibration, and light, then we can see that in certain places and during certain times of year or even due to certain situations, energy itself can get stuck. Vibration could be obstructed or mm, shifted or even manipulated. And the light could be very difficult to feel or we're not really quite tapping into it very clearly. And that's where this clearing, cleansing, and grounding comes into play. 
So I'm going to go back to my example about feeling like you're losing your voice or like you're being choked up again, because that's actually a big one for a lot of people. When we are living a situation, and it doesn't even have to be with one person only, it could be that our lives at that moment feel like this for whatever reason. When we are in a situation when we feel we are not being seen and we are not being heard and we are not being able to say what it is that we actually need to ourselves, from ourselves, to others, from others, etc., then what we are causing is a stagnation or a blockage within a particular energetic center of the body. Those of you familiar with the chakras, this would be your throat chakra. So what that does is it presents itself and it manifests in a physical way. Some people even lose their voice completely when they're in situations or during times in their lives when they really don't feel like they're asserting themselves or like they're being honest or truthful to themselves or with others. That can happen. So if you lose your voice a lot, if you get laryngitis a lot, or if you find yourself stammering or constantly missing your words, there may be something there to look at in terms of how you feel that you are embodying your day-to-day and how that is affecting you in a physical, psychological, and spiritual way. We could say the same thing about, I'll go back to the example about the the stomach. For example, if you are in a space or a situation where you feel unsafe and all of a sudden your stomach starts just turning acid or perhaps you get diarrhea for weeks and weeks and nobody knows what's wrong, but you know that there's been a stressor, that there's been a situation that has precipitated this, all of that is coming from another disengaging point or another diseased off of ease point within your body in the energetic field as well as in the physical field which means in this case you would be talking about maybe second or third chakra issues and that's why we use these clearing techniques now also when it comes to energy movement sometimes even within our houses and this is where you will hear a lot of feng shui and i know very little about it but i do know enough to say that when there is a messy room, for example, the energy will stagnate and negative energy will kind of crumble up on the floor just like your crumbled up clothes. And listen, I'm someone who actually can be very messy, so I say that a little bit mm, (laughs) hesitant or a little bit like, oh no, this is true, now I actually have to go clean my clothes because I'm thinking about them. (laughs) So in your house, energy can get stuck anywhere really, your body, your house, your mind. Within our day-to-day, we do experience a myriad of sensations, thoughts, interactions, energetic exchanges. And even within those spaces, sometimes it doesn't even have to be that there's a stagnation. It could be that we're picking up on a space of shadow within someone or within someone's space. We go back to that intuition talk we had. You walk into a house or into a room and immediately, oh, you feel heavy, something isn't right, or you start getting tired or you start getting cranky and you don't know what's up, but something is. And your intuition is kicking in to let you know that there is some sort of energy flux that should not be there or some sort of stagnation or something isn't sitting well with you. And those are the times in which we can clear a room, for example. One of the techniques that I like to use to clear energy in a room when it feels stagnant 
or perhaps when it feels very negatively charged. Say, for example, you've just had an argument with someone in a particular room in your house. A lot of times that energy can stay in that space. So one of the things that I like to use is my singing bowl. I will take my singing bowl and ring it a couple of times. Usually I will probably do each corner, like at each corner I'll tap the singing bowl once and then at the center of the room I'll set it down and actually let it ring for a little while until it feels like the energy has been cleared out. Another way that people like to do that is in fact by clapping, believe it or not. So you can actually clap and that noise actually moves, the vibration disperses and you can allow that sound to further cleanse or clear out a space that may have had stagnant energy or may have had some remainder of a negative energy. And probably one of the most common ways in which people these days are cleansing, for example, their houses or even their cars or offices is by using sage to do this. I myself use sage constantly and find it to be beautiful because I can immediately feel the difference in a space after I've used it and because on a physical level burning sage actually kills I think it's something like 99.9% of the germs in a room and I don't have the study in front of me that's my bad but they have done recent studies in which they actually say that that is a cleanser it's a powerful powerful cleanser for your space even more than just energetically. So I burn sage to clear out not just a room but to clear my own energy out. So for example if I want to do a lot of very introspective work, if I know that I'm dealing with very particular spots and spaces of shadow within myself and know that they need to be observed, loved, and allowed an opportunity to shift if they need to, I will actually grab either my Palo Santo, which is also a great cleanser, or I will grab my sage and I will clear myself. Then I will sit down and start the work of very deep introspection. And it's an interesting thing because a lot of us have been exposed to this type of clearing, this type of cleansing in places where we may not even consider them very common. So for example, if you ever went to church, Catholic church, you know that in mass, sometimes they use the incense, they'll walk down the aisle and clear out with the incense. That's the same concept. You're clearing out the space, you're drawing in a lot of purity, you're trying to move out all of the stagnant energy. And so it's a very similar concept. We just haven't been told in these words that that is what's going on. Now, when I'm talking about saging a place, a house, a space, a room, a car, an office, what I'm talking about is using the element of fire and air and sometimes sound because I actually like to clean and clear by saying a prayer while I do it to move the energy to bring brightness to bring new glancing to bring new clarity new sort of shininess into a space and now when I do that let me see I actually like to prepare myself first so I will usually anoint myself with some oil and also cleanse myself with the sage or my palo santo and then I will start in a house at the very top most point of the house let's say the attic I'll start there and then make my way down from there and walk 
clockwise to just clear out the space. And within each room, I spend enough time to either, if I'm doing like a really, really deep, deep cleansing, then I will use enough of the sage smoke that the house will probably be smoky for maybe like a day or two. So I actually do ask people to take down the smoke detectors when I do this because they will go off. I know this because I accidentally did this on my house without doing that, <laughs> taking it for granted that it wasn't going to be that bad. And oh, Lord, <laughs> it was. But anyway, allow me to digress there. So I will permeate the room with the smoke when necessary. Sometimes all you need is just to clear out the corners if it's not that big of a cleansing task, let's say. But if I was doing a full-blown, very deep cleansing with the sage, then I would permeate each room with the smoke from the sage. And like I said, me personally, I like to say a prayer as I go along. Sometimes if I'm doing this for someone else, I like to ask that they pick their own prayer, maybe even write down their own words, and they can say this as I clear the space out for them. And it's really a beautiful exchange. So I will do that. That I will permeate everything. Also, before I even get into the cleansing, and I forgot to say this, and this is something I learned from someone here in Houston, and it is to open everything in the house up. So doors, drawers, everything, and leave everything else closed. That way the sage actually permeates every little last corner. There's some debate about that um, within the energetic community because some people practice leaving all the windows and doors open. But I find that this particular way works best for me. And it's worked really well for my friends and the family members that I've done this with and for. So that would just be my suggestion is always go with what works best for you, right? Just like with practice. Whenever you're practicing yoga, you do what works best for you. So I do that. And then I just let everything settle in and step back outside. Maybe I'll do like a little sigil or a blessing outside the door under the doormat. And once again, clear myself out and know that the work of cleansing is done and a house, a room, a space can really feel drastically changed by this. It just makes such a big difference. And I actually didn't believe in this until I want to say it was about three or four years ago, maybe a little bit longer than that, when someone had recommended I did this within my yoga space because I just kept feeling stuck in my practice and in my meditation. It just wasn't flowing the way that I wanted it to. And it, I kept feeling like there was just a lot of darkness in place. And so I was recommended to sage and I did. And oh my gosh, as soon as I finished, it just made such a tremendous difference. And I will usually sage when there's major changes in my life. So for example, post moving into or out of a place, or like I said, if there's been a very heavy argument with someone, or if I've done very deep introspective work and so on and so forth, those are usually the times in which I will sage. Also, I like to do it with the seasons sometimes if it feels right. So spring cleaning very often for me means First, I'm going to clean everything in the house and then I'm going to sage. And that's part of my clearing. That's part of my cleanse of the springtime. 
Another technique or another element that I like to use when I'm cleansing is using specific crystals to clear out a particular type of energy. You know, selenite is actually my go-to because selenite is just such a powerful beauty. It can clear everything out. It actually can help you clear your crystals and your room. And, and it's just such a powerful, powerful, powerful crystal. So I use that one a lot. And I may use tourmaline in each of the rooms in the house to protect as well. So there's many different ways in which we can use the crystals and the crystals themselves actually do need to be cleansed and recharged as well. So for that, I will either use my singing bowl again or my sage or the selenite wand. So it's whichever one of those will help recharge. Everything, remember, everything is moving within these very fluid spaces of sound, vibe, Oh, sound and vibration are the same thing, but <laughs> vibration, energy, and light, right? So using these elements to cleanse and clear is actually a very, very synergistic way of bringing balance into our day-to-day -day lives. Another tool that I use a lot to cleanse, clear, and ground especially, especially ground, is meditation. And meditation isn't something that came very naturally to me. I actually had a very difficult time with it at first because my mind is so active, y'all, but so active that really stilling it down, really quiet, quieting it down has taken a lot of practice. <laughs> and that's what I love both about yoga and about meditation is that they don't demand perfection, but they do demand a lot of presence and awareness and vulnerability and the willingness to be with what is exactly as it is presenting itself to you without wanting to change or shift anything. It's about that, that being in the moment, sitting with everything, even if it's uncomfortable, even if it's painful, and allowing yourself to move through so that you can come out through the other side and potentially transform, transition, create something new, something powerful. And that's what meditation does. So to me, meditation is one of the most powerful grounding tools. Now to me, grounding is that sense of really cementing yourself very deeply without shame into your true nature, who you truly are, not the ideas, not the labels that we might use even within ourselves, but your true being that is your core. And that is grounding into your core is one of the most powerful things that we can do to really show up in our day-to-day -day lives with joy and with life. And it's one of the most beautiful things that we can do to attract more of the same beautiful, powerful, and sacred energy into our lives. Because like attracts like. So when you're fully cemented and fully rooted in yourself and who you truly are and when you ground deeply into that oh it just creates so much magic and so many miracles around and within so meditation is one of those tools that I really like to use and if I'm actually trying to do clearing and grounding work specifically within my meditation I will either walk through a chakra rebalancing meditation or I will step outside because let me tell you, that connection of self to Mama Earth, 
oh, it's so beautiful and it's so alchemizing and it's got so much potential to heal and to remind us of our inner power. It's just amazing. So I'll either go outside and earth, which is basically stepping your feet into the ground and the grass barefooted and make that connection to the earth. Or I will sit and meditate outdoors or even if it's just opening the windows and allowing the sunlight to come in or for me to be able to see the trees outside while I meditate. All of these things are very grounding, very cleansing, very healing. And actually, that brings me to my next point, because nature is a very unique, very powerful, very loving and light filled cleanser naturally. So if you are dealing with something that's weighing very heavily upon your heart and your soul, for example, I would recommend that you give your chance to either drive with the windows down or step outside and allow the wind to pour through. And as it does, visualize the wind itself as a shimmering, beautiful gold or silver or white light that is pouring over your body and essentially taking away and carrying away all of the negative or all of the dark and heavy energy or thought or emotion that might be weighing upon you. And I've experienced that cleansing so many times. It's just so beautiful because it just feels so soothing and so gentle and so, so nice. So that would be my my recommendation is give yourself a chance to do that one day where you're just feeling like, ah, I want to like scream at the world, you know, give yourself a chance to drive with the windows down or step outside and allow the breeze to pull all of that energy off of you and trust that it is doing that, that it is not just taking it and then bringing it back to you, you know, it is taking it away. And that's it. And you're almost sloughing it off, you know, it's as if you were taking a dry brush and brushing your skin with it. Same idea, except the wind is doing it for you. Or even in terms of nature and healing and clearing and all of this, hugging a tree, and I know that that sounds so ridiculous, but really hugging a tree and making that heart-to-heart connection with nature in such a way and asking the tree to support you and to take all of this negativity from you, it actually does make a big difference. Fire, as I said, is another really powerful cleanser and not just in using it to sage something, but to alchemize something. So for the longest time, in fact, since I can remember, I remember being in middle school and getting broken up with by probably the first boy that I like puppy loved, you know, and I was just very heartbroken for a very long time. But I remember the day that I was finally ready to process and alchemize that and release it completely. I grabbed the one and only picture that I had of him and I stepped outside in my little patio in Mexico City and I burned it and I just watched the picture burn and little by little the more the flame kind of took over that picture itself the more freedom I felt the less heavy the less heartbroken and so I've always understood fire as this beautiful alchemizer and to this day I still do things like that not just with pictures but for example after my divorce last year I actually knew that I was going to need some time to heal because it just was needed but 
painful, but beautiful, but complex, but so many things time in my life, I knew that I was going to need the support of my tribe. So I called my girlfriends and I let them know, hey, I would like for us to all get together and do a burning ceremony. And it was beautiful because my friend Alex, who's just a sweetheart and I love her so much, she actually put everything together and she made, oh, I don't know how to explain it, but she made this little talking stick for me that we used during the ceremony and everything. And everyone brought different things because I asked them to. Everybody brought different things that they wanted to release and let go of. In fact, one of my friends <laughs> brought her student loans or her bills. I don't remember what it was, but she was burning that. And so we each wrote letters to ourselves and to the universe about things that we wanted to alchemize and let go and release. And we put them in the fire and I really felt such a dramatic change after that because I had sat down and written down so many beautiful thank yous and so many beautiful just words down that were necessary to help with the pain and the process and the transition and we got together as a tribe and as a unit and we all burned all of these things up that had been weighing heavily upon each of our hearts and oh my gosh it just made such a tremendous difference. So yeah, I still do things like those, even though I somehow innately knew to do that when I was very little. I've just continued the practice whenever I need to release something, really release it. And because I'm such a fiery person, I really am. Everything that I relate to, I think I relate to more deeply through fire. <laughs> so I just burn it. I burn it. And I really let that be the cleanser and the grounding. And the same could be said for water. Sometimes I give things to the water. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm definitely not going out there and polluting. That's not what I do at all. But maybe I'll grab a bowl at home, fill it up with water, maybe put some salt in it because salt is a phenomenal cleanser. Speaking of cleansing things, oh my gosh, salt is such a powerhouse because it is a protector and it is a cleanser. So definitely using that all the time. And yeah, I might put some some water with a little bit of salt and draw or write down whatever it is, again, that I'm trying to alchemize or let go of. And I will put that in there. And sometimes I'll freeze it. And again, I've done this ever since I was a little kid. I just have always instinctively known. I remember doing that with a particular little friend in school who had been bullying me over my weight. And I sat down and I wrote her a letter that I wasn't intending on giving her directly. But I I wrote her a letter about how much that had hurt and what it had meant to me and I grabbed a Tupperware and I put the letter in there inside the Tupperware with some water and I put it in the freezer and so that's the same type of thing you're clearing you're also blocking any negativity from further spreading or festering or reaching you and you're well you're essentially putting it on ice you're stopping it sometimes I don't even do that I just put it in water and let it sit in water for as long as I think it's going to take to be alchemized and that's it and the idea of think about baptisms baptisms get done all the time and it's that cleansing once you are baptized you are clean so it's the same type of thing water has been used as a cleanser and a purifier 
and a grounding practice and tool for many, many years by many different cultures and religions. So it's just nature. So think about it. You've got earth, water, fire, air. All of these elements are helpers in cleansing, clearing, and grounding. Also, I don't know if this has ever happened to you or if you've experienced this, but for me, the city can sometimes get completely overbearing and I can't stand it. So at the times where I feel like I really can't be in the concrete jungle anymore, I need to get away to nature. That usually tells me I've been overly saturated with energy or I need to really sit down with self and see what's going on internally to heal or I just need a deep cleansing, inner cleansing. And when I feel like that, I try to spend time in nature. I'll either grab a friend and say, hey, let's go hiking or perhaps go out to a lake and take a dip or maybe even just go into my backyard by myself and lay out in the sun and just allow all of nature to cleanse me out, to heal me, to clear me, to ground me. Those are tools that you can use and they're at your disposal. And it's really so beautiful to connect with nature in that way. It really is. Another thing that I like to do to cleanse my energy and to perhaps let go of a very heavy day, for example, I like to have a meditative cleansing shower. <laughs> now, what I mean by this is as I shower, I usually will visualize the water that is pouring down over me as a beautiful either white or golden or silver light and the water pours over me and it takes away with it any darkness, any heaviness, any negativity, any stagnation that's stuck within me. And it's really beautiful because I can visualize the rivulets of water pouring down and really carrying all of that away and what's left is just light and beauty and feels so much better after a long day. And me, I am such a high empath and such a highly sensitive person that sometimes being in interactions with people can be a little bit much. You know, for example, at the beginning of the year, my family and I went to Disney and I love, love, love Disney, right? It's like one of my favorite places ever. But being surrounded by that many people and that much energy and for that long sometimes really takes its toll on me. So I remember once or twice we came back from the parks and I like ran into the shower and had to like almost, almost breathing heavily, right? Had to really root down and ground into the earth and allow that water from the shower that I was taking really to carry all of that excess energy away because oof, man, it can sometimes be really draining. And that's the other thing is it's not even just about oh, stagnation or negativity and all of this. It's sometimes the, the energy that's around us, especially as empaths, it affects us and it can tire us. It can leave us feeling depleted. That happens to me constantly. So I'm always putting a energetic shield around myself, but also doing the task of cleansing and grounding daily, which along those lines, actually, there's this meditation I love to do to create that protective shield or bubble around myself and also to release any heaviness or any extra energy from the day. And it is to visualize myself standing on top of the earth because sometimes I'll do this actually from my bed, by the way. So don't think that to meditate, you specifically have to have one room or you have to sit cross-legged or anything like that. It's not at all how it works. Sometimes I do this in bed and it's about really 
connecting to presence. And in my case, because I really relate so deeply to visualization, this is exactly what I do. So I'll visualize myself standing in a clearing on top of the earth and allowing my feet and the energy points at the very soles of my feet to root down into the earth, move deep, you know, past every layer, past everything that's inside the earth into the very core and then from the core of the earth I picture this really deep beautiful light pouring up toward my body and then filling my entire body up and I do the same thing all the way up to the sky and from the sky back to myself so what happens is as above so below right I'm connecting from my heart center and my lower chakras all the way to the earth and the same thing all the way up to the universe and together both energies really form almost an infinity sign right they keep revolving and they keep helping and intermingling within each other and then they create this bubble this energetic bubble that I carry with me throughout the day and that's one way in which I protect my own energy and then at the end of every day I make sure to clear it out and use a purple flame to take any kind of negative or dark energy that might have stuck to the bubble and then again I do the grounding and I release all the negativity to the earth and when I take that shower I visualize all of that dark moving through the drain and to visually see that happen is kind of amazing. Dancing is another form of cleansing and clearing and grounding that you may not anticipate, but dancing brings about so much of everything that we are, right? It is that light, it is that vibration, it is that energy. And when you allow yourself to really, really relish in that space of movement and breath and vibration, oh, there's something so beautiful and so feminine and so soothing and so cleansing and clearing about it. I feel the same as I do with nature. Sometimes if I really need to just go out, then I will either I can dance in my house. I do it all the time. I'll crank up the music. I'll dance around like crazy. Or I might want to go outside and dance surrounded by people. And yeah, I know I'm an empath and an introvert. And that surroundedness doesn't always work. But sometimes it actually does invigorate me. So it's about finding the balance and finding what works best for you. But yeah, dancing is another powerful technique that I love to use. And connecting with nature even further and in a more personal personal way to me also has to do with hugging or really cuddling with my dog. <laughs> and that sounds like, well, that's silly. I mean, everybody likes to do that. But how is that cleansing? Well, it's very grounding to me having that connection, that heart to heart connection with her because she's so sweet and so loving. And I just want to protect her and be around her all the time. That connection, hugging your pets, oh, it really is very grounding, very soothing. It's so good for the soul. And that's another way in which we invite nature into our lives, right? Our pets, that or we bring plants into the house, which there are very particular plants that we can actually use to clear and cleanse the energy as well as the air in our houses. For example, I know that eucalyptus, uh, what are they called? Peace lilies, cactus, rosemary, thyme, sage, there it is again jasmine, aloe vera, orchid, oregano, basil, all of these are great, great natural based elements that we can bring into our home to clear, to cleanse the air, to 
clear out the energy in a room, to bring in balance, to allow us to really connect to Mama Earth. So again, all of these ways that are available to us to shift, to transform, to connect to self, to remember who we are. And that's what grounding is all about. If you can ground very deeply into your true self, you will have no problem stepping into your full potential, speaking up for yourself, letting your voice be heard, loving in a real, real way, especially starting with yourself. All of these things, they start with grounding down into the self, grounding into the knowledge of who we are, allowing that space to really help bring us up and through and into our powers and our potentials, connecting to your energy points, knowing that you are energy and light and vibration and finding ways in which to honor those spaces that are going to help you feel, feel the vibrancy, feel the light, feel the connection, feel that spirit and cleanse and clear because it is always necessary. We do the same thing when we shower, right? We shower our bodies. A lot of us even actually do take dry brushing and we do all of that. Well, it's the same thing with your energetic points. You can meditate and rebalance your chakras. You can visit a Reiki healer. You can meditate and do a lot of introspective work. You can use your sage or your palo santo. You can use sound. You can dance. You can sing. Oh gosh, singing, you know, all of these ways in which we can really resonate with every single part of the universe how it is which means we are resonating with ourselves as we are without really trying to shift or change or manipulate anything into being or not being or resisting oh that is beautiful beautiful alchemy it is beautiful 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 practice and what it does is it allows us to be more present and to know more deeply and it allows us to really be able to say yes this is what I want for myself no I am putting a boundary around that yes I am embracing this I am transforming this oh I've had enough time to sit with this it is time to move on this served me beautifully but now it is time for something else and I can release it this I am moving deeper into even though it's uncomfortable and painful but when I do I know I'll come out of the other side better and these are the ways in which we heal ourselves and our core wounds in such a way that we can transform and embody and create something so much more radiant and powerful and the more that we put that spirit that energy out there the more of the same that will come back to us you want light be light you want powerful vibration you want to be a force to be reckoned with well first of all you already are so know yourself to be one and then second embody it and then you will bring more of that same to you you want love be love to yourself for yourself and more will come forth that is how all of this works but it is very difficult to connect to self and it's very difficult to listen and know and intuit and heal when things stagnate or when they become toxic or when they simply need to be cleared or cleansed out again 
One of the most common places where we see this is within our relationships. So think about it. Staying in that toxic space, what is it really doing for you? Stagnating, not growing, keeping you from your full potential, all of those things. Do you really need them? Do you really need the extra burden of not feeling heard, not being cared for, not having love for yourself? All of these things are part of the cleansing and the clearing. And it is why it becomes important. So it's not just because it's the latest fashion or the fad to do these things. It's because when you do these things, you give yourself the permission and you give yourself all of the tools that you need to daily show up for yourself in a powerful way that is then going to help you show up and shine brighter, embodying all of the wonderful beauty that you are. So I hope that that all made sense to everyone listening today and that I didn't go too fast because really it is a vast, vast topic and I probably could do at least three or four more episodes on cleansing and clearing and grounding alone. But I wanted to give you just a very concise, very, very thorough, as as thorough as I could make it, idea or, or cast about what it is to cleanse and ground and open. So I hope that this was of service to you. Please reach out to me if you have questions or comments. Perhaps you've got cleansing techniques that I didn't mention and I would love to hear about them. Or maybe you've got specific questions about how to do a, a type of cleansing or why it works. Or maybe you didn't fully grasp it. Whatever it is that you want to share with me please feel free to do so. I love hearing from the listeners. My email is info at nourishingpaths.com. You can also find me on Instagram and I guess DM me there. It is at nourishing underscore paths. And as always, please leave a review for the show. I really appreciate that. And I will see you on the next episode. And I have a surprise for everyone because my next show, I've got a guest who is in fact going to talk about chakra work. Oh my gosh, you're going to love her. I'm so excited to share. So until next time, have a wonderful day and go do some clearing. See what works works for you. See what moves your soul. See what moves your spirit and have a wonderful, wonderful day.